Welcome to the Financial Flight Plan with Tim Estes and Bree Reyes. When it comes to your financial future, we believe the sky is the limit. We'll give you the proper tools to keep your engine <clears throat> portfolio running smoothly. Let us pilot the answers to some of your toughest financial issues. The Financial Flight Plan starts now. Well, hello. Welcome into the Financial Flight Plan podcast. I'm Ben George. She's Bree Reyes. She's an investor coach and certified financial planner. And that's this financial services there in Fort Worth, Texas. Brie, welcome in. How are you today? I am doing fabulous. Love it to hear is it. we're recording this during the summer, so it is going to be 111 today. Oh god, really? <laughs> like real like actual like temperature really. or the feel? Actual oh. temperature. Oh my god. Um the air temp record is 112 and we're gonna hit 111. <sighs> so my goodness. We'll see. Not a record you want to experience. No, not a record anybody <laughs> wants to experience. Some days I wonder, well, that's part of the reason mom and dad aren't in Texas right now. They headed down to Mexico where it's 80, 90 something degrees and they're having a fabulous time avoiding the heat. Good for them. How else is everything going? Everything else is doing well. We hired a new office manager named Susan. Awesome. She's wonderful. If anybody calls and talks to her, she's great. She's been in the industry Almost as long as I, well, longer than I have, uh, but she took a brief break there for a few years. She uh, started working with uh, another big firm here in Fort Worth. I don't know if I can say the name, so we'll go with that one mm -hmm. for a long, long time and then had a medical issue, had to take some time off. And so now she's back entering the workforce. But the best part is she's not brand new. She understands the language I speak. Yeah. And when I'm asking for something, it's it's fabulous. Don't get me wrong. I've loved all of our office managers we've ever, ever had. Um, and I wish Lori the best. I, I know she needs to go take care of her family and do what's best for her family. And so I understand that. But it is just nice having somebody who completely speaks my language perfectly. That's awesome. I know I know you were just trying to survive the summer as you were doing going through all the transitions. So it sounds like you've come out on the other side a little bit right now, right? We have, we have, and things are good. Things are really, really good. Awesome. Well, I love to hear it. Just in time for football season, your Aggies gearing up for uh, another year. I'm sure you're excited oh, about that. Oh, my goodness. Another year, another year of heartbreak. Uh, who knows? You, you know, never know, Bri. You do. never know. No, I'm, I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be, I'm trying not to be as optimistic as I have I been in the past <laughs> because then I get my heart broken. Yeah. It's better for me <laughs> to be a little pessimistic. And then, shockingly, we do better. Fair enough. So that that's that's kind of where I'm coming at it from is pessimistic into doing better. Okay, it's a good approach. Hopefully, it's a better outcome for I you. I mean, too. probably not the not the sanest approach. I would fully <laughs> fully admit, but that's where that's where I'm at. How about that? Well, there's nothing sane when it comes to college football and being a fan. So that's pretty normal. No, no nothing at all. Well, I wish you the best this season, and uh, I'm looking forward to our, today's conversation too, Bree. It's about estate planning. You know, one piece of the puzzle that uh, doesn't always get as much attention as the other stuff when we're talking about retirement planning, but one that's just as important, right? If, if a legacy is important to you, you want to get this right. Well, it's almost more important um, because of the fact that I have seen families torn apart over spoons. So to me, yeah, literally, literally. a spoon. <laughs> So to me, it's super, super, super important that we make this, we take some time, we talk about this, we make sure 
it works for for you and your spouse and you have and this is the hard part this is the part nobody actually likes to talk about but we we have discussed it with our family or at least laid it out to where your wishes are being followed mm-hmm. so for example in our family i mean dad and i obviously do this for a living and so we've seen a ton of different things um when they were building their most recent estate plan, dad had all of his daughters write down their wishes. Okay. You know, of our stuff, what do you guys want? Mm-hmm. And so, um, and he didn't want a checklist. He wanted to know why. Because if two of us mm-hmm. wanted the same thing, they had to have a good reason to give it to one of us. So my sister, the doctor of early childhood development, wrote an essay. <laughs> And I mean, she wrote she wrote a novel. It's War and Peace, really. Mine is probably my. I don't think my other sister and I did half the work Amanda did. So you know what? <laughs> Let her have it. <laughs> <laughs> but it just kind of goes to show you how things go in the Estes family. <laughs> yeah, y'all are buttoned up. There's no question. I I've never heard of that approach before, but I actually kind of like that. You know, um, it. I think it helped. I don't know. We'd have to ask Dad if it helped. It, it stressed me out. Really? I don't like that kind of thing. Um, not that I didn't like that kind of thing for for what they were doing. It, to me, it's just it was like, what if I write something and it's not good enough? Was where I was coming from. Yeah. But on the whole, I think I think it I think it worked. I think it did well. Okay. Well, I want to talk to you today a little bit more about this topic and really focus on some areas where people maybe make a few. Uh, mistakes. And, you know, the last thing we obviously want to have is regrets when it comes to our financial planning in general, but especially with estate planning, right? You want to get it right. You want to make sure everybody's taken care of. You don't want to leave behind a mess, all these different things. So there's some things that you need to pay attention to so that you can avoid. Um, and, and we'll kind of highlight some of these today. And again, if you have questions for Bree or want to go through and discuss, you know, you know, this part of your plan, you can always do so by logging on estesfinancial.net or by calling 817 444 8402. So let's start then, Bree. You know, if you if a legacy is important, you want to have as much as possible to leave. Well, the mistake and the regret that people make is, well, if in that planning process, you aren't thinking about these expenses you might have in retirement and likely will have in retirement, these big things that can really eat in to your nest egg, then you might not end up having as much as you want. Yeah. I mean, there's there are certain expenses that I see when somebody brings, when somebody talks through their retirement planning with me and legacy planning with me. And not everybody wants to leave a legacy and that's okay. Dad would like to bounce his last check. Like he wants to leave nothing, which is why I wondered why we were writing essays about hmm. things. But, you know, here, there and everywhere. I yeah. think he wants to leave no cash. What I see people often forget is the most important thing people forget is health care, health insurance, health care. Not yep. just health, in, not just the cost of health insurance, not just the cost of Medicare, not just the cost of the supplement, hmm. not just the cost of long-term care, but the little things, the out-of-pocket stuff, the um, changes that need to be made to the house, the ramp, just all the little different things, the, the walk-in bathtub. These are things I've seen within this year where if we don't plan for it properly, it can eat into a massive amount of our of our legacy or, or what we plan to leave as legacy. The other stuff is like cars. You know, we think our car is going to last forever and then you get T-boned or it's very, very, very hot in Texas, which causes all kinds of issues with our vehicles and just all kinds of different things happen. And so by not 
factoring all that in, by not thinking about all that, it can cause some massive problems. So this is something I'm concerned about. We'll put it that way. Yeah, that's a big one. And, and this is part of the reason why you work with uh, you know, a certified financial planner, right, is so that you can cover these items and make sure you have a plan in place for them uh, so that these you know don't sneak up on you or don't eat into a lot of what you worked so hard for. So that's the first uh, way to avoid regret with your estate plan. What about your beneficiaries, Bree? So, so very important to, to not only set these, but keep them updated. Yeah, these are not a set it and forget it situation. So many people live on autopilot when it comes to their beneficiaries and life changes. Like in our family, mom and dad's last will had to be updated because uh, I think two kids were born since it had been done last. <laughs> two, two grandkids. I mean, I know Nate was I know Nate wasn't included in it. And I don't think my niece was either. One of my nieces was either. Um, so the other thing is ex-spouses you know estranged children i've seen all kinds of things um i can't we had a prospect come in a year or two ago and and she was just bawling her eyes out she was um a mother widowed mother of a couple of kids and her husband's final paycheck went to his mom who he had no relationship with because he had signed that form when he had originally been hired at his job and never bothered to change it hmm. and even though she was the wife it doesn't matter. Money went to mom. Beneficiary designations are super important, not only for who do you want on there, is there anyone new, but also to remove anybody you don't want to have that, don't want to receive money. Um, now, you have to follow court orders. So if for some reason you have to list an ex-spouse because of your divorce decree, then don't go and remove them and then put on your current spouse because then your ex and your current spouse will be going through a lawsuit after you're dead and they will both hate you. So just, just a heads up, don't try. These are all things I've seen and, and experienced myself. And also make sure you have beneficiaries. I'm dealing with a client right now that died without the beneficiary. And we had talked about it and it had been, you know, we please do this, please do this, please do this. Let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. And no, 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 I'm getting a trust written. I'm going to, you know, it'll be taken care of, it'll be taken care of. And then something happened. And now we're dealing with, how the money is going to pass without beneficiaries. And it's not going the way that I think everybody intended for it to go. But I, there was nothing I could do short of forcing her to sign the paperwork, which right. I can't legally do, even though sometimes I'd really want to. <laughs> <laughs> As a fiduciary, sometimes I find I care more than my clients do, and right. that's not healthy. <laughs> I'm sure, too, in your role as a certified divorce financial analyst, too, you probably have to stay on top of these things, too, right, when, when these breakups happen to, to make sure these beneficiaries immediately are updated. Exactly. Well, and the problem is sometimes it's a trust situation. Like, mm -hmm. you know, maybe the court may say, spouse one, you need to keep a life insurance and keep spouse two as a beneficiary. Well, if spouse two doesn't own it, spouse one could change the beneficiary at, every, at any turn. So not only do you have to kind of trust and check and put in carrots and sticks, we'll put it that way, to make sure things are done. But also, yes, once you're divorced and if there is no court order to remain as beneficiary, we need to get stuff changed. And the problem is once people go through a massive life transition, be it widowhood or divorce, nobody wants to focus on anything. They want to just let their brain kind of chill for a second. And that's the time we need to get stuff done. Yeah. Well, you kind of touched on this, you know, kind of sorting through 
a little bit of a mess with a you know client and that's kind of our next thing here right is is there are steps you can be taking right now obviously setting up the estate plan is the first thing but also just making sure your wishes are clear that that proper communication with everyone just so you don't want to leave a mess for your family or even leave that opportunity for them to have arguments and fights right you don't want your family you don't want your family torn apart over your estate uh, you don't want your kids never speaking to each other again over your estate. And potential litigation, there's so many court cases every year, litigation over estates that it's, I mean, we've seen the bigger ones make the news. I'm thinking Prince. I'm thinking there's a couple of, there's a few that have made the news. The best thing you can do is pre-plan and nobody wants to think about their death, but it's better to take the time to think about your death than tear, thinking about your family being torn apart. So communication is important. We need to make sure we have proper legal documents. Uh, the back of a cocktail napkin is not a proper legal document. And we want beneficiary designations in place. And sometimes you want to mention somebody in your will to disinherit them or inherit and g give them an inheritance, but not maybe not equal to everybody else, because that way, if they got an inheritance, it's, it's harder for them to fight the will. All things you need to think about and talk about with an estate planning attorney. But these are all strategies that I've seen. The other thing we need to do is communication. It's an awkward conversation. I know. When dad and mom sat us down and sent me an email, actually, I think we got an email. They sat us down first and then they sent us an email because we don't all live in the same state. In fact, none of us live in the same state anymore. I'm the only one in Texas with mom and dad. The Amandas are in Colorado and Virginia. So, and yes, I said the Amandas because my sisters are both named Amanda. It's confusing. It's fine. So they sent the Amandas and I an email saying, you know, here, here we're doing some estate planning. I need to know what you want, and you know what you want for the kids because we all have kids. And and they never let us read each other's responses. I just know Amanda the younger wrote an essay because I know Amanda the younger. <laughs> she's my biological <laughs> sister. I've known her her entire life. She's my baby sister, and I she just that's what she would do. But the communication, it was interesting because it did open up a lot of communication, especially between Amanda the Younger and I over certain things that we both wanted or maybe that were from our mom's side of the family. Um, and we kind of had to talk through them. And so, it, you know, sometimes it's awkward, but it's important. Yeah. And you're thinking about some of the celebrity death. I think Aretha Franklin was most recently in the news, right? It's kind of the same situation right. where she had children fighting over what was supposed to be theirs. And she left some, a written note that was found on the couch, couch cushions. Yep. I mean crazy to think about it's uh, uh yeah and and that, but the problem is that happens every day it happens yeah. more often to non-celebrities than celebrities i think because celebrities usually have a team around them but even then it happens and so for every celebrity situation you hear of you i see four or five other situations oh yeah I'm and sure. it's heartbreaking and the other thing i like to think about is maybe transferring assets while you're alive allowing people to get their inheritance early to be able to enjoy their inheritance that's something my biological father has done with some of his kids because tim is actually for those of you that don't know dad or tim is actually my stepdad um, but he has been in my life as long as i can remember and is one of my best friends and i love him dearly but i also have a biological father who i love as well who lives in Kansas. And for his children, he has started trust and started passing some of their inheritance down now. So that way we can enjoy it now. Mm -hmm. So there's something to think about. The thing that I see when a lot of people try to do this is they're not doing it for the for the benefit of let's let the kids have it now. They're trying to avoid 
look back. They're trying to avoid Medicaid look back and thinking, okay, we can just transfer it to the kids now and and now it's out of our estate and we can we can finally get on, you know, we need long-term care and we don't have enough assets, so let's get on Medicaid. Yeah. There's a look back period and we're recently transferred or gifted assets may have to be put back into the estate. So there's a problem there. So that's problem number one that I see people forget all the time is look back. Problem number two that I see people think forget all the time is the step up in basis. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take my family, for example. Let's say, well, we'll, we'll just use mom and dad because I know they listen. <laughs> so hmm. they, have a, they have a wonderful house on Eagle Mountain Lake here in, in Fort Worth. And I don't know who they're planning to leave it to. I would assume they're going to leave it to all three of us girls, but I have no idea. Um, and I'm their executrix, by the way. So I know a lot, but I don't know everything. <laughs> Let's say they built the house for around $400,000. That was the property, the lots, and the cost of building the house. And we'll say it's appreciated to a million dollars. So there's $600,000 of capital gains sitting right there in the house. Now, I'm I, these are not the true numbers. Uh, I don't know the true numbers. And I'm just making something up. But... I'm just trying to give you an idea here. Mm-hmm. If they, let's say they decided to give it to me, while that would be a wonderful and amazing gift, it would cause some estate planning issues and and that type of thing. But the worst part is, I it, the basis doesn't step up. So when I go to sell the house, I'm going to have a giant capital gain on that basis. I'm going to have to pay a ton of tax. Versus if they just wait and leave it to me in the will, and we'll say they're going to leave it all to me. Sorry, sisters, love you. I it's going to be at it's going to be as if I bought the house the day they passed for what it's worth is what my basis is going to be. So let's say it's worth a million dollars, and if I go to sell it for a million dollars, I'm not going to have capital gains on that asset versus six hundred thousand dollars worth of capital gains that is that are eligible for taxation. Mm-hmm. Zero versus six hundred thousand. Which one's better? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty obvious. I don't like paying taxes any more than the next person. I love step up in capital gains. <laughs> this also works for rental property. This is part of the reason we're keeping our old house is there are gains, capital gains built into it. And I'm trying to decide at which point, what, you know, when, when do I want to deal with those capital gains? And so would it would be better just to leave that property to Nate? Yes, he's six. He doesn't need his own house, but, you know, leave it to, to, his caretakers and and let them decide type situations. So it's it's something to think about. If God forbid something happens to Joaquin and I, which we have to think about when we travel. We've got a trip coming up to Jamaica next month for my birthday. And we think about this stuff anytime we leave the country. We go over our will with my parents or my in-laws anytime we leave the country. Hmm. And they do with us, vice versa. Before mom and dad went down to Mexico to avoid the heat, I got to I got the lecture of the combinations and where stuff is in case I need it. We're not trying to be Debbie Downers. We're just trying to be realists about the world that we live in currently. Right. You got to do it. It's not something anybody really enjoys doing, but it's so important. Um, all right. So we got one more then, Bree, um, to talk about here. And, and it's got to be taxes, right? Let's let's talk about taxes, right? Taxes. Both, both while yeah, you're living. You know I hate those. <laughs> I know, but you know, it's so important, you know, both living and I guess at, when you pass on your assets, like just thinking about those different tax implications and how you can maximize and do, do what you're trying to do most efficiently. Well, that's why my favorite asset to leave a family in, if we're, if we're trying to pick stuff 
for tax implications is just life insurance because it's a great way to leverage money and pass it down to your children in a tax for your your heirs in a tax free manner. Uh, tax taxation between one spouse to another, if one spouse dies to the other spouse, is a little different than taxation down to a generation. So it, that's also different types of pl- estate planning that have to be done too. And most people don't think about it. They do it when they're married and happy and 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 just oh it'll work out. Sometimes it's better to pause and start again as a widow to figure out now how we're how the estate is passing down. I mean, not to forget the wishes of your deceased spouse, but more so to update for taxation purposes and laws changing and stuff like that. Not always, but it's good to talk to an estate planning attorney. The other thing is we don't have the stretch IRA anymore in that we used to be able to, I'll, I'll use mom and dad again because they're fabulous listeners. But let's say something. Let's say they had run throwing numbers out here for fund this morning. A million dollars, three million dollars in their IRAs, and they both passed at the same time, and it got left to my sisters and I. Three million dollars, three daughters, one million dollars apiece. In their traditional IRAs, I would have because of the new tax, because of the Secure Act 2.0, ten years to get all that money out. Ten years to get a million dollars out of an IRA. And yes, that doesn't sound like a problem, I know. But when about 40% of that, that's going to throw us up into the 38%. That's going to throw us up into a high, high tax bracket. Right. Depending upon what year this happens in, too. And that's also going to matter and make more of our other income potentially be taxed at a higher rate. So we're not going to get to keep all of that million bucks, first of all. And it can, it's going to cause a tax problem for years because it's... We only have 10, even taking out $100,000 a year on top of my salary, my husband's salary, it, it's not going to help us. Let's put it this way. When it comes to taxes, it's not going to help us. Hmm. It's going to help Uncle Sam. And that's part of the reason they did away with the stretch IRA is because it was allowing people's IRAs to last gen- a generation or two. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Where And so by forcing all the money out within the next 10 years, that, that just benefits Uncle Sam. And while I appreciate that as a taxpayer, thank you for making my taxes lower, I hate that as an individual and an investor. Because most people's biggest assets are two things. Their, their house, because they've just appreciated so much over the last few years, and our, our money that's in 401ks, IRAs, qualified accounts. Yeah, there's a lot to think about. And this is why you have to stay on top of your plan, work with someone that can help you think through all these things and, and have a plan in place to uh, to get the most out of your money, but also give it to the people or the causes that are closest to you. So state planning is so important. It's one piece of the overall puzzle to state uh, SS Financial. And Bree, you also, as a service, have a partnership, right, that helps people in this estate planning arena? We do. We have a... a- a partnership with a company where we help them develop their wills, trusts, and core plan, guardianship plan for ch- their children if they have them. And it's it's worked out really, really well, partially because the company that we've partnered with is is very well known in the financial services industry and has done a great job for years and years and years. But also because we know most of our clients' assets, it's, it's, it's an easier conversation. And most of the time we know the families too. So we can work together to provide our clients accessible digital estate planning platform 
and the creation, uh, it, it simplifies the creation of estate planning documents for most of our clients. Now, in some complex cases, we still uh, will send, we'll send out if there is a guardianship issue, special needs trust. I always prefer those to go out. But what I like is this is a good way to start to start the process. And for most people, it's more than enough, more than what they need. And so I, it, it's, I love our partnership with Wealth and am happy to be able to offer this to our clients. This is something kind of new for our clients this year. In fact, we just joined up with this in them specifically in June. So I've been able to go through a lot of training. And the number one people that reason that people create an estate plan is from advice of a financial advisor. So why not be able to, to marry the two together, to be able to work together? Mm-hmm. Very true. Well, if you want to learn more, estesfinancial.net, or you can call Bree at 817-444-8402. Time now for a little getting to know Bree Reyes. We do this every episode. Ask you a question, Bree, away from financial planning. And this week's question for you, who was your first celebrity crush? Will Wheaton from Star Trek. Will Wheaton. Wesley know. Crusher from Star Trek. Yes, yes. I have to look this up because I don't even know who that is. Oh, my God. You don't know <laughs> Star Trek Next Generation? I, Will Wheaton. I, I never got into Star Trek. Nope. Oh, my God. Okay, my nerd is showing right now. now. Yeah. Sorry. Um, he's still very big in nerd culture. He was on the Big Bang Theory for a while. Okay. I, um, I recognize him now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was the cutest child actor. I also liked a guy who's on Sequest, who I don't think is unfortunately with us anymore. But his name I can't remember. But if you, like, the minute you started asking this question, Will Wheaton is, yeah, he's my celebrity crush as a child. And probably still is a little bit. He's such a nerd. (laughs) I love it. That would have been, but never made a top 10 list of guesses I would have had. So you surprised me once again, Bree. All right, let's close it out then with a getting to know you, or sorry, a mailbag question. We already got our getting to know you. Now a mailbag question. This one fits in perfect today too, Brief, on what we're talking about here. This question from Rebecca says, my mom is 85 and because of her dementia, I have power of attorney for her. She has substantial investments, but I have no idea what to do with them. How are you supposed to invest for an 85-year-old? Ooh, it depends. Okay, see this, I hate this. I hate that being my standard answer and I'm sorry, but it, it depends. We want to make sure that are we do we need income, Rebecca? Does she have plenty of income? Are we looking for well, I mean, you she has dementia, so you have power of attorney, so that makes me happy to hear. So I would want to sit down with her it personally, Rebecca, if I was in your place, I'd want to sit down with her current financial advisor and go through the plan and ask the questions why? Why do we have this investment? Why and what? What is it for? What is the goal of this investment? What is the risk within the investment? And I would go through every single line item investments. Then, if you're happy with your answers, fine. But if you're not happy, then it's time to go elsewhere. It's time to go talk to other financial advisors. Preferably, please, please, please go with a certified financial planner because they understand a lot of the aged, the elderly financial planning that needs to be done. Not all financial planners are equal. And I do put a lot of faith into the CFP system. So I do want you to go look for a CFP and then talk with them. Say, you know, this is what we're looking for. This is what we need. This is is what's available. 
and see if if it works for you, if it works for her, if it work, you know, if it will provide the income that she may need or she may not need. I would tell you if she is in a ton of equities at 85, I might have a bit of a pause. And I'm saying, you know, 70% or more of the account is in equities. I, I might have a pause and, and ask why. I, questions are always going, knowledge is power. And the more questions you ask, the better off you are. And I can tell that you're, you're thinking about that because you're asking the questions now. But at 85, we need to start thinking about, and especially with dementia already, long-term care and legacy and current you know, making sure we're paying for for all the current lifestyle, but also going forward. And I hate dementia. Dementia is one of the worst diseases I think that plagues the world right now. Yeah. Um, because we see it. I see it in my own personal family. It's it sucks. It's terrible. It's there's all the bad words for dementia. But people with dementia can live for a long, long time. Um, and we're seeing this with my husband's grandfather, and and trying to figure out when the dementia started. And it's terrifying how badly it destroyed their family's finances, his finances. So you want to make sure that you're taking that into her health into to account when it comes to the investments. Mm-hmm. So important. Thanks for that question, Rebecca. We appreciate you reaching out and, and glad that you're asking that question to, uh, to someone like Brita to try to get more information. But if you want to sit down with her, again, ssfinancial.net, or you can call 817-444-8402. Well, hopefully we've stressed the importance of estate planning, Bree, and some steps that need to be taken today. But overall, enjoy this, this conversation with you and appreciate your time. Thank you. And everybody listening, go out and lead an abundant, cool life. <laughs>